Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right. Welcome back to the Run Dot Down post game show here on the Strickland YouTube channel and now on the Strickland Twitter page, probably if you're tuned in. Sorry, we are a little bit late. I am someone who is now officially washed um, and fell asleep like as soon as the game got away from the Hornets, which was like end of the third or beginning of the fourth quarter. Um, so anything after that, I cannot speak on, but Tyrese will speak on it for me. Um, but yeah, Knicks win third straight game, 121-102 against a shorthanded Hornets team taking care of business. Um, which is what you like to see this team do. Um, Julius Randle led the way with 33 points, um, followed by um, R.J. Barrett with 27 points, I believe it was. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, you know, looking like the 2020-21 days where the one-two punch of Randle and Barrett take care of business. It was 26. Um, it was 26, by the way. It was 26? Okay. Yeah, 26 points. Um, Grimes with 11. Brunson also with 11 and 11 assists. Um, and, you know, Hartenstein with 11. McBride with 10. Looking like he's found some little bit of offensive consistency, I would say. Um, and quickly with 11 points as well. Um, I would say a pretty solid all-around great game for the Knicks. And, uh, you know... The supporting pieces. Where would you like to kick things off? Uh, I missed the week, and RJ Barrett forgot how to play basketball. I'm really, I'm really sad. I wasn't able to comment on that. But yeah, I guess we can start with RJ because I feel like this was the game that he desperately needed from like a get right standpoint, and I feel like he was he was great tonight. Sorry. Um, he played. He played. Um, what? Yeah, thirty-five minutes. He played some minutes of the four as well, which is what um Tips talked about in his um pregame presser, putting him at the four in place of um Obi while he's been injured, and I think he played well tonight. <clears throat> Even though he started the game off over four, he was able to finish it strong. Um, nine for fourteen to end the game is really solid. Uh. I don't know more what you can say about him. I think his passing was really well. I think he was more engaged defensively. I think that was the most engaged defensively I've seen him all year. Yeah. Uh, like from what I saw, yeah, I, I I could agree with that. So like, I don't know if the minutes with the bench unit at the forward helped him like get into a rhythm both offensively and defensively. But I feel like he played a very strong game, and that's a game that you want him to have nine times out of ten just get to the line he hit he got to the line eight times he hit seven eight free throws so he had another efficient game for the line efficient inside the paint and one three he didn't really need three ball today he only took three threes but he realized that he was able to get to the rim and he was able to finish the rim with convert and that's what you want to see him do so he played the game that i think a lot of us have been wanting him to play for a minute and if he can do this consistently then he's in a very good spot Finally realized he was athletic. I mean, had this had that one finish over um I believe Plumley it was where like he like 
kind of dunked it in and then he had another dunk um coming off a cut so you know show showcasing that athleticism and you know it's good for him to have a game like this especially after he was seen you know um partying with a boogie in 2022 but you know that's another conversation for another day (laughs) man they had his they had his name spelled wrong and everything bro that was embarrassing but also want to say, like, he took 15 shots at the rim tonight. That's an RJ game. 15 shots at the rim, 8 of 15, which is solid given the volume. And he made eight shots in a row. He missed his first four, he made his next eight, and then he missed his next five after that, and then he made his last one. So at one point, he was 8 for 12. Or, yeah, 8 for 12. So, and then garbage time happened, and he was probably just chucking up shit, which a lot of them do anyway. So I'm not worried about that. But, like, that's the game you want RJ Barrett to have. Get into the paint, make your rim breathe. I feel like his passing was really solid as well, too. He hit Sims on a couple, like, I think he hit Sims for one, like, really solid um, assist uh, on an uh, alley. Um, he made the nice rim, um, the nice rim reads to uh, grind when he's running paint, like, that's the game you want to see RJ have. Just simple reads, layups, dunks, threes, make your free throws. And if he does that, he can be a 20-point per game scorer in his sleep. So good to see. Hope he continues to do it. And that's a strong game for him overall in terms of, like, starting to build back up that momentum that he had before he got sick. Yes. Um. Yeah, I mean – Pretty great game overall. I thought, you know, he had he had like a couple early misses that were like, uh oh, is this gonna be one of those those RJ games? But he quickly turned it around. He didn't let that affect him. Um, and you know, hoping that this can be something consistent that we can see because with him this year, it's been a lot of all right, you got a good game, and then here's a couple stinkers right after it. Here's a good game. Here's a couple stinkers. So, you know, just hoping that we can, can keep this consistency with the good games. And, like, hopefully he realizes, like, this is what good process looks like and, like, this is what it can lead to. So, you know, just hoping that sticks with him. I feel like it's soul for a soul right now because while RJ's finding himself, Brunson is losing himself. And I think that's the next person I want to talk about. Yes. I don't think it was a bad game from Brunson in terms of, like, you know, he just missed shots. Sometimes it's a game where, like, you just miss shots and shit happens, so I'm not going to beat him up too much for it. Mm -hmm. I still feel like he played a really solid game overall, yet he was plus 13, so, like, they weren't losing with him in the lineup. Granted, team, it was the Hornets, but they didn't lose with him in the lineup. He had 11 assists tonight, Um, which, again, that means that he's distributing the ball, and I think he assisted – Five different dudes. So, yeah, like he got Robinson, he got Randall, he got Barrett, he got quickly, he got Grimes. So, essentially, the five other important guys in the team besides him were all benefiting from his gravity and his ability to pass the ball. So, yeah. he missed shots that he normally makes. He has been slumping, I want to say, for like a week. Like one bad week so far is a, like a detriment to his career. His next career, like JL saying in chat, <laughs> like sad to see Brunson is washed with a special <laughs> next career he had. Oh man, 
That may be Jets, I'm not going to lie. But, um, yeah, like, he's doing what he needs to do for this team, and he's being effective while doing it. And I can't complain. Like, he's he's been really solid. One bad week isn't going to make or break him. He's still at 57 true shooting despite this, which is nuts to think about. Yeah, so give Brunson a little bit of time. Like he's playing against the Kings tomorrow. Um, on Sunday, he'll be out. He'll be okay. Yeah. Um, who is the next player that we would like to get into? Um, I want to talk about Mitch. Okay. This is a. I feel like Mitch has been on the best stretch of his career so far. Like I want to say dating back to that Portland game. I know he followed on the Portland game, but like that he was still super effective in that game. Like that game against Milwaukee, um, the game he had against Memphis where he was just battling with Steven Adams on the boards. He has just been on a tear the last two weeks. He had that one really bad game against um Dallas, but even still, like he has just been magnificent for this team. And you can tell it, the team changes when he's playing this way. Like, his ability to just affect things at the rim and just in the paint in general just make things so much harder. And, again, he's up to, like, two blocks a game. He, I think he's nearing one steal a game as well, so a three-stock big who can give you anywhere from, like, five-plus offensive rebounds a night. Like, those are rare. His ability to touch... His, abil- his touch and his ability to, like, get offensive boards, I get it's dirty work if people don't talk about it much, but, like, that is something that's elite. He is an elite offensive rebounder. Again, I think he had seven more again tonight. Um, Just swallowing up possessions, breaking the game for a lot of people, Um, what the Hornets were trying to do. I get it. They're playing Kelly Uber big minutes, and P.J. Washington is their first option, but, like, that's... He's special, man. Like, he does a couple of things, but the things that he does do, they're elite. So that's a game where you're just like, like, oh, I don't know what more you can say about him. Also, two fouls as well. He hasn't been fouling as much. Like, he's, he's doing everything this team needs him to do. Like, he got three offensive rebounds in, like, one possession because he just – Yeah, he did. He was, he, was, he was going crazy for it. I just, like, what, what else do you say about him? He's just he's just really, really solid, man. And, I mean, you need players like that to do the dirty work because, um, like, this just – it's stuff that's very, very valuable. And, you know, I mean, especially in a game like tonight against a team where, like, the big men presence is not as, like, I would say dominant. And like we were able to get rid of get um we were able to take advantage of um lineups like such as having a Sims and um a Sims and Hartenstein tandem in that in that way and it wasn't detrimental to what the team was doing. So, you know, it's taking advantage of matchups like these that are very important for someone like Mitch and just for all of our centers in general. Yeah, like I think Hartenstein played a really good game too. Um I don't know where this big thing has come from, like this narrative where like his, he's been bad defensively. Cause I don't think that's been the case at all. Um, I think the offense has been lacking, but I think again that's more of a Tibbs symptom than a Hardenstein symptom. 
But I feel like he plays he played really well defensively. I feel like he like he had one play where like I think it was Kai Jones and he just swatted that shit. Like he should have just went up and just swatted it. And it was nice to see him get up and be that vertical. But yeah, like I don't think Hartenstein's a bad player at all. I think Hartenstein does a lot of good. I just don't think he's doing as good as he can within the confines of this team. But I think he's playing a really solid game. Um I think yeah, I just think he's been solid overall. Uh, he's a good backup center. I don't think there should be any debate with that. Like, I get Sims is very promising as well, but, like, I don't think Hartenstein, as much as I give him shit, uh, is bad. <laughs> like, as much as I give him shit, he's not bad. Like, he's fine. I think Sims just fits what this team wants to do better. But what this team wants to do should be changing. And I think we can get into that later. But with the changes to McBride um, being in the rotation, Reddish and Rose being out of it, the team is 3-0. Their defense has been significantly improved, especially at the point of attack, which is their big issue. And now you can't shoot threes against them. So now you have two set. No, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go keep going. Okay. okay, so like now you have two centers who can like realistically play the paint three if you want to count Sims. And now that Sims is playing power four minutes, like defensively, what are you doing against this team when they can just like have a bunch of switchable dudes who are like their bigs are switchable, the point of attack defense is fantastic. They're switching Julius finally. Like it took us finally four years to get here, but we got here and now they're switching Julius. And now it's like, okay, if you're like Six, six and under, what do you do against this team? You saw it with Trey. You saw it with Garland. You saw it with Mitchell. Rogier got his game off. This team doesn't matter. But, like, yeah. I, I think this team has a lot more potential, and I feel like the rotation um, changes have helped a ton. Um. Yeah, I mean, I was speaking when, – when Doug was on, we were talking about how, like, basically swapping out Derrick Rose kind of, like, did so much did so much for this team instead of like giving his chair me like instead of giving him charity minutes like and just having him not play at all has done so much for the defense and i think there was also a piece out today um on the strickland check that out um about like derrick rose and like him being out of the rotation or at least i know he was the cover image for it um so you know that's definitely a something that you know, leads me to believe that it's mainly focused on Derrick Rose. Um, but yeah, I mean, taking him out and then put, just putting Deuce in there has definitely led to uh, better things for our defense um, just because Derrick Rose is absolutely washed and didn't need to be on the basketball court um, for whatever reason, Thibs. It took dibs this long. Maybe it was something from the front office. Maybe it was. It, it it feels like it feels like when the front office was like, "All right, Nerlens Noel is like gonna have plantar fasciitis, and you're gonna have to play Jericho Sims." It feels like that same thing from last year, um, except this year. Um, Cam also became a like, he took like a stray from it, so. But yeah. I mean, I don't care about Cam taking a stray from it. I really don't. Um, 
Now, let's see this lineup against better teams. I will give that argument a bit of run. But at the same time, I don't care if Cam gets minutes or not. I never cared if Cam gets minutes or not because ultimately Cam is the eighth man of the team, dude. Like, we should not be going this hard for the eighth man of the team when this team is healthy. Like, if they could get a trade for him, trade him. If they want to play him, play him. But, like, ultimately speaking, he's not starting for this team. Grimes has that locked up, and he should be the starter. And I remember that was an argument at one point, but, like, it's not really an argument anymore. Never was. Even I mean, when he was like, playing well, it never was. It was, it was like certain parts of Nick's Twitter, and you know the Nick's Twitter I'm talking about. We're yes, like, I oh, do. you know, like, because he's bigger, like, Cam should be starting, or and it's like, no, no, Cam should not be starting. Like, Cam is okay. And that's fine. Cam can be okay, but like, yeah, I, I'm not going to tear up about like, why is the guy getting 17 minutes a night and not getting 17 minutes a night anymore? Because Deuce McBride is significantly better than him. And speaking of Deuce McBride, his shot fell today. Finally. Finally. Like, he hit two threes. He got to the line. Ball movement. His ability to, like, just break up plays. I think it's a just, I think it's just a matter of him, like, um, you know. Getting find, reps. Yeah, getting some reps. Getting a, a rhythm on the court. Like, that stuff matters. Like, as much as, like people like just like expect players to magically come onto the court and you know be good basketball players this type of stuff it takes like you know rhythm reps all that um you see Quentin Grimes he's finding guys legs under him he's able to you know consistently uh hit his shots now um Deuce McBride he's gotten reps in the G League but like NBA reps are totally different than G League reps um and you know getting used to the NBA flow of things, you know, the G League helps with that, but, like, just being on an NBA court more often will help with that as well. Um, and I feel like this is probably the most consistent set of minutes that Deuce has gotten um, in the league since he's been on the team. So yeah, easily. Like, I don't think he's ever played, like, two rotations back-to-back without injury. Yeah. So, you know, and, and now he knows that he's, like, part of the rotation. He doesn't have to worry about, like, someone coming in behind him or anything like that. So I think he's able to, like, play with a little bit more ease as well now. So that's definitely helped. All those factors have definitely helped him, and he definitely looks a little bit more comfortable out there. Man, like, I think the thing with Deuce is, like, in the G League, his role is so different compared to what he is in the NBA. Like, in the G League, the dude gets to play, like, Fred Van Vliet, and he just gets to take a bunch of shots and make a bunch of reads. And, like, we know he can do all that stuff, but it's a matter of, okay, can you just stay off the – can you stay off the ball for 20 seconds of possession, catch the ball with, like, five seconds left, and take the three or attack and close out? Because he's not going to be a point guard in the NBA. Like, let's get that out of the way. He's not a point guard in the NBA. He's more of a combo guard. And a more of a combo guard, like – he needs to be able to just shoot off the catch, attack closeouts, keep the ball moving. And he does that really well. And now it's just a matter of, like, can you shoot? And if he can shoot, and we all know he can shoot, I don't think that I don't think that's a question of him shooting. If he can shoot decently, then, like, yeah, he's a 15 to 20-minute a night guy. And that's what you want. So I'm not worried about his minutes over here. Same, same. I'm not. Um, do, who do else do we want to get into before we start reading some comments? 
Well, I guess we can get into the guy who scored 33. I, I guess we can go there. All right, Mr. Julius Randle. Ah! <laughs> Finally! Oh my gosh. Jesus Man said Christ. his name. It took you took you how long? Been doing this for almost what like yeah, like basically the entire year. Finally finally said his name. Anyways, <laughs> scored 33 points today. Um did most of his work in the um third quarter, which is the Knicks probably most dominant quarter as well. Um, outscored the Hornets 34 to 22 in that corner quarter as a team. Um, that's where both Randall and Barrett both got things going and really started to pick up that rhythm. And that's where the game basically got away from the Hornets. I think, um, I mean, early in the fourth, it was, it started to get away from them as well. But, um, I think it really started in that third quarter. Um, and, it was set, and the tone was set by both Randall and Barrett, but more specifically, Randall um, was able to hit um, some jumpers, um, was able to get some fouls. I believe he was able to get some. Yeah, he, I mean, he had like, yeah. what was it, like 16 free 14, throws tonight? He had 14 free throws, and he got eight in the third quarter. Like, that third quarter was literally him doing, like, the pump fake jump and, like, just getting fouled because the Hornets were in the bonus with, like, seven minutes left in the third quarter. Yeah. Good game. Good game. Um, nice coaching, Steve Clifford. I, I can't beat up Steve Clifford, man. Like, he was ass. But um. Yeah, I mean, I can't even blame the dude. He's like, he's forced to play like Kelly Oubre. Dude, Kelly Oubre is thirty-five plus option. minutes. Got to beat the nastiest shit to watch, dude. And we had to watch twenty. 122 Julius Randle. And I would rather take that than Kelly Oubre minutes being your number one option. Kelly Oubre and Terry Rozier got to be the lowest processing basketball you could ever watch. I mean, that's a really bad backcourt. I mean, it's just like a backcourt of vibes. (laughs) Not even vibes, bro. It's just a backcourt of like spilled milk in the brain and rocks. Yeah, it's it's not... I mean, they've been dealt a really bad hand with their injuries, so they'd be alright. But yeah, I mean, they'll be in the running for Wemby, so they'll be okay. Yeah, but PJ Washington, we 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 all have to talk about PJ Washington too. That brother, I, I still kind of want him in the Knicks jersey. But anyway, um, yeah, I just saw a game overall. I think that third quarter they really started to pull away. Um, because it was kind of close, and then the Knicks just kind of went no more. And you saw Quentin Grimes get his game off. I think he, yeah, he went three for three. He hit a three that was really big to like put them up double digits. Um, Miles McBride went off as well, and it just kind of felt like when the bench unit came in, then the game just kind of went like out of control. And that's that's what you want to see. RJ was playing great. The bench unit came in, started to take the game over, and then they just kind of cruise controlled in the fourth quarter. Yeah. I mean, I don't even remember what happened in the fourth quarter because I just absolutely like the, the fourth quarter is literally just like the fourth quarter is literally just oh we're up twenty one. Let's just kinda like do a bunch of shit. So Yeah, I bet there was probably like some like there was probably like a glimpse of like one lineup that I probably really would have loved. 
Tom Thibodeau was giving out high fives. All you right. think the like the vibes around this team are immaculate right now? Because <laughs> he knows he has a job to the new year. Yeah, he's happy they're saving his job. And he's I mean, extremely like, thankful to them that they have saved his job. They're saving his job at the same time. He's the one changing the rotation and tweaking it. So like, eh. well, I mean, like he's like had no choice due to like injury, but he also like he's also had no choice because like it's literally his job on the line. Yeah, like, I, he's like literally coaching for his job. I will say though, like top of the coaching for his job is the greatest thing I've seen since like Pat Riley in the eighties for the Knicks. So like. I, it's like, sad that it has to come to this point for him to do stuff like this. It's pathetic. I, like, why I, does an I, old man have to have to be be on the verge of like being alone for the rest of his days? I agree. To like do things like this. But the changes he's made in the last week or so have been really, really good. So like putting Deuce in, um, what he's done with Julius specifically, we're like running him with the bench unit, and then putting Julius in switches instead of playing him in drop. The defense looks so good because now Julius can just be a big roaming bully in the paint who could guard one to four, which is what he was supposed to be, and which is what he did a lot of in twenty twenty one, which is why he was decently he was good defensively. I would say decent he was good defensively in that year. And now you're looking at a situation where it's like, yeah, if Julius is good defensively, along with his better offense, uh that's a problem. Speaking of Julius, we're going to have a filthy conversation if he keeps doing this. And it ends up with him in Utah wearing an all-star jersey. I want, like, you look at the East right now, the front court of the East sucks. It's Tatum, Giddy, Giannis, Embiid, and who the fuck else? Wait, who was that? Second person you said it to? Tatum, KD, Giannis, and oh, KD. Yeah, KD's going to make it unless he gets injured again, which he actually might. So, like, whatever. But, like, those four, and then afterwards, Siakam? Okay. Siakam, I could see it, yeah. Siakam, and then who? <laughs> like, I, you're looking, I, th- I think he's making it, man. I, I think he's making it. Because, like, you can throw in Bam, sure. But like they suck right now. Like the Heat suck right now. They're twelve and fourteen. Mm. Yeah, like, I think Bam could probably make it. Sure, but like, yeah, I think Julius right now is probably an All Star. Like, I don't want to hear no OG and Anobi. Shut the fuck up. Stop. Ain't that your boy? I don't, man. That's whatever. your boy. He's my boy, but he ain't no damn All Star. Like, yeah, you, you, you think you think they gave pa- you get you think they gave Paolo. All star in his first year, dude averages no. like a calm like, what is it, almost twenty plus per game. No, no way he get like if Luka Doncic didn't get all star his first year, Paolo Bacchiero would get because like Luka True. put up numbers and he still wasn't getting all star nods. Like no. I, it gonna take a special rookie to get to that point. Yeah, I don't understand what's the the bias against giving rookies that, but yeah. Um, yeah, I'm looking through the East right now. I mean, yeah, I really can't see anyone else that's... Yeah, like, nobody is really, like, separating themselves from the pack. Like, if you want to... Like, DeRozan is front court. He probably um, get it. He, yeah, Off I think numbers DeRozan, alone. I think DeRozan gets it, but he's front court. 
Miles Turner. Yeah, like, I, I think right now he's probably an all-star. So, hey, man, like, the team could have two. Like, Brunson, I think Brunson still is in the bubble. We'll see what happens there for that. This stretch is rough right now. And stretch guys, is rough. Numbers another, still look good. Trae numbers Young, still look good, but, you know, I mean. Numbers still look good. Trey Young is still mid. East um, guards is still, you know, pretty – it's a pretty stacked position in the East Guards. Yeah, I agree. But, like, yeah, yeah man. Uh, I think I, I think there's going to be some consideration for All-Star. I think if he makes the All-Star team twice, he ain't getting traded. So don't even think about it. I don't think he getting traded now. Yeah, he's not getting traded. James Jones getting his autograph the other day. Like, he's not getting traded. He's not. Um, He's exactly. not. And, again, like, I think – this is shifting the nucleus of what the Knicks want to do because you look at hell, you look at someone like AD. You look at someone like AD, and you're like, you have the picks to get AD, you have the players to get AD. What can you do if you just have like a bona fide top 10-ish talent and two guys who are putting up like efficient 20 balls right now? <clears throat> All I'm saying is like. What it surprised me, I'm telling you, like, I feel like the Knicks are going to get aggressive now that they know that there's talent on this team and the talent is coexisting with each other. Hmm. Oh, boy. But that's just... Let's see how this goes. Um, all right, before we get into comments, everyone's favorite part of these shows. All right. Great. Everything reloaded when I restarted my computer. Great. All right. NBA season heating up. When I am looking to get in on the action, I bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app place a same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, total rebounds, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big. Download the app now, sign up with code TBPN, and place a $5 pregame Moneyline bet on any NBA team to win their game. And get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code TBPN, as you would see in the corner of your screen there. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum agent eligible restrictions apply. See show notes or show description for details. All right. Let's get into some comments. Chris Bernhardt says, when RJ started 0 for 3, he then went 8 for 9 before missing his next 3. Nice run he had tonight. Definitely. Um, and, you know, that's, that's, that's what you want to see from him. Just that consistency um, and that ability to bounce back because something that we raved about him for his like first three first three years yeah first three years we raved about his ability to bounce back from slow starts even in games um it hasn't been the case so far this year so it was good to see him showcase that ability once again this year so you know just hoping he can continue and build upon that yeah i just i want to see consistency i think everybody wants to see consistency 
And if he can be a consistent 20 ball with like decent defense, man, like that's all you need. That's all you need him to be. Yeah. Um, Yasser says RJ schemed assists unable to take. Whoa, am I? Can I RJ not read schemed... today? Yeah, RJ schemed assists unable to take capitalize off of his aggressive rim pressure and future defense isn't moving the needle. He was still asked. I respect the hating. I do respect the hating. I'm gonna give him his flowers tonight. I am still firmly on the trade that trade that man, but I respect the hating. Yasser really hates RJ. I get it. I get it. Like he was thinking it up, man. He was thinking it up. So I understand the hate. I understand the slander. I hope we get to the point where we don't have to slander anybody and we can all kumbaya. But this is Nick's it's, social media. It's never it's, it's legitimately never gonna happen. But you know, it's good to like, you know, we think about what it could be. Like we could win a chip and people would still be like, hey man, I don't know about Emmanuel quickly. I don't know. Like, like he could win six minutes in there. You'd be like, you know what? Shot chucker. Ah, doesn't play defense. Ah. He, I he, mean, uh, even after like his twenty-seven and seven game, like the second game of the year, there was people like still like shitting on the kid. So it's like, yeah, no matter what happens, no matter what anyone does on this team, there's still gonna be slander. I mean, myself included, I, I'm always joining in on some type of slander. I mean, I've cool. cooled, I've cooled off lately only because I think I'm just like too tired to like even like care to slander anyone anymore. Dog, you called <laughs> Brunson Keebler help? Like you, <laughs> you ain't low. She's talking about oh, I cooled off. Bullshit. I've cooled off to the ex- from the extent that I used to go because I used to like Keebler Elf was very tame for me. Calling Jalen Brunson a Keebler elf. But yeah, this guy, you know, he's been stinking it up. So I had to say something. I'm not like people always complain, like, oh, well, this guy's doing this. So no one ever shits on him. I'm going to be the person that always shits on everybody so that way no one can say that I don't ever have the same energy for everybody. Like, I'm going to have the same energy for everybody when they're stinking it up. So I, I respect, again, I respect equal opportunity hating. Equal yes, opportunity hating is the exactly. only way to hate. Exactly. So, you know. But I, I've I've just cooled off from lately, so you know. I'll I'll throw my shots in here and there. Um, Jordan Bub, RJ and Randall both had stellar games tonight. Brunson didn't shoot well, but distributed the ball very well. Eleven assists, true. Grimes, Deuce, and IQ are defensive masterclasses every time they are on the court. Yeah, I mean they've been they've been pretty fun to um to watch. There was this one lineup that I didn't like that was out there um, that, like, I just thought really didn't help with. Like, was it the, the double big? The offense. Not just the double big, but it was, like, the double big with IQ, RJ, and Deuce. Just not enough shooting out there. If you're going to do yeah. double big, you're going to need some more shooting out there with IQ. Like, you're going to need Grimes or, like, someone else. Just more shooting. Um, I, I didn't like that-, that lineup, but, yeah. I think it's a belief in Deuce, though. Because, like, I feel like if Deuce plays the way I think a lot of us think he can play, he is the shooting, and that's fine. And Hardenstein could, like, take a three here or there. Um, made one I tonight. Think, yeah, he made one tonight. He went 5-5 five five tonight, actually. Pretty good game from him. Um, I don't think the lineup was – like, the lineup was good defensively. I think it was Oh, yeah, just, I had no problem with it defensively. I think it was just a matter of, like, they needed to settle in a bit. It was weird. But, like, Sims does stuff from, like – 
the elbow. I think Harden's that again can extend out to the free throw line and beyond the arc. I feel like that's the game where like Hartenstein needs to like pull a bit more. Like if he pulled a bit more, I think it could work. I don't hate the lineup. I don't hate the lineup. I think it's just a matter of like, damn, Cam Reddish is really never gonna play for this team again. <laughs> like the fact that he like mentioned it in the presser. Like when he mentions stuff in the presser, that's basically him saying this is going to happen. I'm letting you know this is going to happen in advance. He literally said Jericho Sims and Hardenstein getting missed tonight, and people were like, oh, Cam Reddish. Like, no, no, like he does not plan on playing Cam Reddish. I again. literally quoted the tweet and I was like, I am not shocked. Like, yeah, I like, am not shocked. Like, this is something that he was going to do. This guy has found the perfect opportunity to not play Cam Reddish. And he's he did it with Taj. With it. He did it with Taj. And, like, you remember, like, Taj and Noel minutes last year? And, like, the year before, actually, not last year, like, the year before that, or, like, mm-hmm. Taj and Sims minutes. Like, he does that a lot. He plays two bigs a lot. And I yeah. think if, especially with, like, Hardstein and basically the Taj Gibson, where he could just take a corner three. If he takes and makes corner threes, the lineup works. I think it's just a matter of like, can he take those shots? So, yeah. Um. All right. Yasser says, "Wow, he really does not like RJ." Team having a positive defense while playing RJ superstar minutes. Some black magic has to be going on behind the scenes. Dude, Tips wow. has, has been skinning cats and killing puppies this entire season. Because this man should have been fired like five times by now. Definitely. He should have. Like, so many times over. Opening a game against um, Memphis, the Hawks game, the Dallas game, the blown leads that happened at home. Like, dude, after the, after the Dallas game, the fact that he survived that. <sighs> And then came out the next game on a back-to-back and held the Cavaliers to 81 points. You telling me that's of God? No, <laughs> that is not of God. <laughs> that is <laughs> that, definitely not. That is not of righteousness. Nope. My man has the push bins, my man has the dolls, and my man is pulling all the buttons he needs to pull. He's speaking Kukukanonese. Like... He praying to a higher power that we don't even know of. Yep. Um, he got Sierra's prayer. Like, I don't know what he, he's doing. He is going to be here for beyond. He might be here beyond All-Star break. Oh, honestly. he about to get an extension of this race. I, I made that joke the other day. I was like, yo, they're about to give this guy an extension. They're about to give him the Billy Donovan race. <laughs> the Billy Donovan stimmy. Shit, if they beat the Bulls, yo, he actually might go on like a six-game win streak, bro. Like the schedule's really kind to him right now. Do they have the Kings? And I don't think the Air Fox is playing. I don't the Air Fox didn't play uh today. Today. And yeah, he's out today. Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised that they arrest them again. Could you want to play against that defense, bro? No. Nope. Nope. <laughs> So I wouldn't be surprised if they give him another rest. And, like, it's Davion Mitchell and Vibes. And it's Julius against Sabonis. And you know that it's the matchup he takes the most personal in the NBA. I don't know why, but... I think it's because, like, he got snubbed once. Like, I don't even know. Actually, I don't think he didn't even get snubbed. 
I didn't get snubbed. I legit, I legit have no, I have no idea why he hates him so much, and why he takes that match rep- so serious. It's reparations for something. I don't know what happened. Like he, somebody pissed off somebody. I don't know, but I think the Knicks can absolutely win that game. And I think Julius, if Julius has again, if Julius has another banger, hell, we would be looking at a player of the month. We could live with that player of the week. He's been putting up thirty balls. I don't know, man. I, uh, dude, if this season ends with Julie trying to get an all star bid, <laughs> you can't shut me up. <laughs> oh, oh I, I need it to happen just so I can get my game off. I really need that. Oh. Wow. Um, all right. Virgil X says Sacramento should be a more legit test, like the feel goods now, but need to see. With more serious conversation, yes, I definitely agree. That's one thing that I'm always, um, I'm always skeptical with games, or not even games, but like, yeah, get yeah, games, yeah, games like these and wins like these when we are consistently like when we faced. I mean, we we played the Cavs; they were a little shorthanded. They didn't have Jared Allen. Um, we played um, the Hawks; they were really shorthanded. Um, and Trey is like really stinky this year. Um, although the numbers are like the counting stats, they look good, but he's not been that good this year. And most you can't shoot threes. Yeah, most most Hawk fans will will tell you that he hasn't been that good. So, um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I would like to see this against more serious competition. We're probably not going to see that anytime soon because the schedule, again, like we said, is really light. And it really favors the Knicks to um, win these games too. So, you know, I mean, all all they needed was some momentum, dude. Like, it's the Kings; they can win that game, and then they get two days of rest. They get the Bulls for two games straight, the Pacers, the Warriors, who are like in a free fall, Raptors, Bulls again at home, and the Knicks at home. Like, this is a stretch again of God. And yeah, man. Uh-uh. If this team like manages to find itself, turn itself around before the year ends, like they're already five hundred. And I think a lot of us thought that they were gonna lose against the Cavs, lose against the Hawks, beat the Hornets, but then they're gonna be like eleven and fifteen. But like they're five hundred, dude. And they look like they're starting to click. And if they stack wins, especially with this mid ass East. So I mean, a, the whole league is mid. Yeah, the whole league so. is fair, but like you look at the East right now, dude. I think they're tied for um no, they're tied for seventh. They're tied for seventh with the Hawks. Mm. Bless I think, you. Thank you. And I think at this point, like the Wizards are free falling, the Bulls are free falling. And then the bottom three with the Pistons, Magic, and Hornets, like they don't even matter. So like I think the Knicks are firmly in the play-in. And right now they would be playing the Hawks in Atlanta. The Hawks. Oh my god. Julius Randle. Seriously, a rematch of that? A rematch of that would like have me on edge. <laughs> Seriously, like I that's like the last like rematch I would want to see because i just 
I don't. I don't. Like, I don't want to relive the memories of that series that was Vietnam flashbacks. Yep. A bold, a bold Yep. I saw him on the court the other day, and I was just like, "Holy hell!" Like, was that his first game back? Was it against us? Yeah. Like, was it legit? No. I mean, it wasn't. He played it before was, that. Yeah, he played like three games before that, and he was okay. taking it up. Oh he God. went all of ten from three, dude. Some way you gotta stop, but he just he took he takes shoot shooters shoot very seriously. He took D, he took Dion Waiters worst to heart. Um, let's see, let's see. Okay, Jordan Bob asks, what would be an acceptable return you'd get for Cam Reddish, and do you care what you get for him? Two second round picks, no. Um I don't know. Like, I really you, don't know what I, his value is. So I, it's, it's like it's like if I can get, let's say, uh let's see what the Lakers have. I can take the Lakers asset pool. Like if we're trading him to the Lakers, which is where I think he's going. Like you give me a second round pick. And like you take if they could take the 48 contract and we get a second round pick, I'm cool with that. I'll think they'll take the 40. Like I think it was discussed earlier, like there was a three-team trade, and then they did the third team. The third team's for 48. Like, there's no missing words about the third team's for 48. So mm. if you can, if you can get, uh, let's see what they have. Uh, and they're mid right now, so we'll see what happens. But like, they have Chicago second round pick this year. Mm-hmm. Give me that. Give me that. It's not a first, but it's that's a that's a good second right now. I think that's a top six second. Okay. Yeah, uh, top top seven, top seven. So it would be 37 in this draft. I'd do that. I think it would be a little bit worse, too. I wouldn't be surprised if we got to, like, 36. Give me that. Or, like, give me, um, let's see, a lightly protect or, like, a decent protected first. I wouldn't be surprised if they do – a protective first trade for Cam. And like some Cam and other things. And they would it managed to make a, a three-team deal. I feel like they're willing to trade the first, they just don't want it to be unprotected. Mm. So at least you can be like, okay, well, we gave we gave LeBron some help. We traded the first. But I think everybody just wants the unprotected first, and I don't think the Knicks care if it's unprotected or not. If you essentially go, all right, we traded 19 for Cam Reddish, and Cam Reddish was able to net us back and protect it first, which would be traded for him in the first place. There's I don't think they're gonna, I don't think they're gonna get a protected first for him though. I'm saying like Cam Plus things. What are those like, things? I don't know, like can Cam I, I honestly would like 40 it makes a lot of sense in that scene because they just need shooting in any capacity. True. Like the defense. I feel like our bums helped them out a lot, though. That's the thing. Like, Cambridge would have played for them, but Cambridge would start for them. Like, you, put, you put Cam Reddish there instead of Pat Bev. Huge difference. Yeah, like, that's a decent starting lineup. Like, Derrick Rose is washed, but Derrick Rose would help them a ton. And Fournier would be their best shooter. I mean, it just talks far. about the state of the Lakers yeah, at this was- point. They, I think the problem with the Lakers is they don't want 40 years extra year. So beggars can't be choosers. Yep. Yeah. That's mm. something that Rob Palenka has to learn. Um, 
may have an extension for whatever reason too. That made no sense. <laughs> Chris Bernhardt says, yay, let's get Data Davis so we can watch him hurt his calf in game one so we never see him again. Sounds lit. Hey, man. Hey, why we got to be haters? Like, Data Davis, I get it, but at the same time, like, I think he's the only feasible top 10-ish player this next team can actually get. Because, A, he's on a bad team. B, I don't think the Lakers, like, I think the Lakers would want assets back. And C, like, they're already bad anyway. Like, you're not going to be the build off this roster for $36 million in cap space. Even if Russell Westbrook is gone. Like, what are you going to do with this roster? You can't, see, like, you can sign two good role players in that team. And there's no good, there's no good role players because nobody goes to free to see anymore. Yeah. So like yeah, like what are a you funny gonna, team. They're a hilarious team, dude. The fact that they tied that game up against the um the Sixers and they were down five with thirty seconds, they tied it up and then they just got slacked in overtime. Perfect, I mean, perfect encapsulation of what the Lakers are. Indeed. I think it's like, hell, they might go like Fred and Vliet and Draymond Green will save us. Oof. Fred Van Vliet. Yikes. Oh, Good dude. Yikes. Um, JL says, if the team's serious, they need to go 4-0 this upcoming stretch. Um, yeah, now they will I go 2-2. Two two. I think 3-1 is fine. Like if, I don't see them drop. I, I don't know if they can win both games in Chicago. But if they go 3-1, and one, like, yeah. I mean, that at that point, they're 16 and... No, no. Uh, yeah, 16 and 14. That's a good-ass... That's a solid-ass team. That's top six in the East. And again, like, you look at the East right now. The Raptors have no offense. They're already talking about, like, potentially blowing it up. Um... I think you expect the pace just to fall. Uh, the Hawks mid, the Heat mid. Like in the King of Mid Mountain, I feel like the Knicks could be like decent. King of Mid Mountain. Yeah, like I, I think right now in like the mid tier of the East, which is basically four to ten. Like you have the Nets who are like starting to catch their stride. The Pacers, who I think everybody's gonna start, they're gonna start to slip soon. I mean, we're saying that, but then again, like Carl's was coaching his ass off. They got an all-star and they got two really good supporting pieces. Also, fucking Andrew Nemhart and Metherin. That's a good ass draft from them. But um Yeah, that was a great draft by them, by the way. They they really good though. But like, yeah, I mean, I think the Knicks can be in that nice five to nine range. Yeah, I mean, with the way the the whole, I mean, not even just the East, but like the whole league looks, it's just like, it's a lot of mid. Oh, sh- yo, Berman is such an instigator. <laughs> what do you say? So like, uh, it was like the post. He like he retweeted the post, and he's like, "How did the Knicks do it without the great Obi Toppin?" Why does he do this? Dog, he's retired. You he's are retired, ever. dog. Stop, ever, bro. Like Berman's been cooking up, man. I can't even hate. This is like legendary trolling, and he's still like, he's still showing you that like he still got it. This is like when Jordan hits the court in the YMCA, and he'd be stuffing dudes at like forty five or whatever, just to show you like, yeah, hey, I still got it. 
I had a little bit of juice left in me. It's great. I mean, but that is also a question, though. Like, eh. It's like, dude, you're retired. Enjoy retirement. <laughs> Enjoy retirement. I mean, he's also, speaking, he's also speaking for tips, too. So. He uh. is. Dibs needs to leave him alone. <laughs> Dibs, let him enjoy retirement. Tibbs is literally going, yeah, yo, yo, this is what I think. Yeah, they, they said Obi Toppin was the answer. And Bourbon is running with it. It's great. Oh. Yeah, I, yeah. Um, next comment. Um, all right. Uh, let's see. Chris Bernhardt says, how long until the French Prince of Nothing, future Pastor Rose, and Cam are all gone? I feel like having three spots being wasted isn't ideal. I don't think they make it this season. I, I think. I think at least two of those guys are drawn. I, I can see Rose being gone, and I can see Cam being gone. I don't know about Fournier. I feel like Fournier, you might have to attach an asset. But I don't think the Knicks want to do that. Like... You can't tell me there isn't a room. For, there is a room for forty in an NBA rotation right now, dude. Like, I absolutely think if the Knicks, like the Knicks, can get somebody from the man. Like, uh, I think they can. I really think they can. So I don't. I don't know. I don't know who, but I feel like they can. Some team needs shooting, dude. Some team needs shooting, and is going to like be like, hey, we'll take on Cam. I don't know if they'll do that IQ at 48 thing. I hope they don't do that. I don't think they will. But, like, you can't tell me some team is it doesn't want his shit. Especially since he costs $18 million next year, and you can, he's an expire. Maybe. I hope so. I hope so as well. If this is how things are going to be. Um, JL says, schedule is light as till the end of January. Min wins might start stacking soon. Um, let me pull up the next schedule, actually. Let me see. Because, I mean, Dude. the whole league is mid, basically, anyway, so it doesn't really matter. But I do want to see the next schedule just, like, so that way I can get a better gauge on till January. But, yeah, okay, so we got... Kings, Bulls, Bulls, Pacers, Warriors, Raptors, Bulls again, Sixers, Mavs, Spurs, Rockets, wow, Suns, Spurs again, wow. Yes, yeah, Spurs, wow, okay. I probably might go to that Spurs game. <clears throat> I'm, I'm debating it. I think I want to go. On December 29th? Yeah, the one in San Antonio. I might. Yes, I mean – when you look at the names of the teams, like you see Warriors, you kind of like, oh, well, like, the Warriors have been like mid, yeah. Or you like, see, you see the 76ers and you're like, uh, but then you remember like how they're not really that good, especially when Tyrese Maxey is not playing. So, yeah, like Harden looks cooked and be like, I, I, the thing with the Sixers is just like they just look so lost sometimes, and it makes no sense given the fact their talent is that good. But that's like also because fucking Doc Rivers is their coach. So 
Yeah. And D'Anthony Melton is getting on 33 and they're going to overtime, dude. That should tell you all you need to know. It's sad. It is sad out there for them. <laughs> um, Yasser says Cam and Randall for three first going to take Phoenix by storm. I would have hated for them, but like, hey, man, like. Business is business. Bro, yeah, at this rate, 30 will be in the rafters and it won't be for King. Like, all right. Oh, oh my God, dude. Like, I'm telling you, dude, like, they ain't, they not this season. They're going to play it out. They're going to play it out unless, unless something happens where he, like, the team falls off a cliff. And even still, as long as Brunson and Randall playing well, like, they ain't traded those dudes. Especially not Randall. Unless somebody's willing to give them, like, two first. In which case, I think maybe they consider it. Or, like, you get, like, a legitimately good young prospect. Like, if somehow the Timberwolves got drunk and were like, yo, Anthony Edwards, then, yeah, you can, of course you do that shit. But, like, you looking at two-time All-Star Julius Randle in a bounce-back season, putting up 21 points per game with 62 shooting. Good luck trading that. Oh, it's not happening. You can trade it. Just got to get a good package. I mean, like, yeah, but like, they're not going to. So, never know. I've seen crazier things in this league. I appreciate you trying to stick to the agenda. What? It, oh, he's also he's also he's close to being a po- um a positive net rating too. We get closer to we get closer to everything being summed up for this good old all star run. So, all right. Um, what well, about the CZ here? There we Fuck go. It. Thank you. Um, JL says January twenty fourth is when the schedule gets kind of hard again. So, ooh. bless you. Thank you. Um, let's see, January twenty fourth. Cavaliers. Okay, so Cavs, Celtics. Cavs, Celtics are the only two. I'm not really. I mean, the Nets always somehow managed to beat us. So yeah, they beat us again. I don't. That's a loss. I don't even like that. That that loss doesn't phase me. Like a Nets game is a is a schedule. If they won the game, I would be like, all right, that's that would shock me. If we beat the Nets, that would shock me because we we still haven't beat the Nets in Dibs' tenure. Yeah, like. Lakers, Heat, Clippers, Sixers. Eh? Like, I think because the NBA is so mid, you could win any game or lose any game. I don't. Really yeah, every game is a toss-up. This is this is Adam Silver's league. This is what he wanted. Parody. Um, Parody sucks. <laughs> yeah. Um. How, how do we feel about um um Sims getting the the OB minutes? Cause I know a lot of people are like. Well, you know, why don't you play Cam at the backup four or, you know, stuff like that. But, yeah. I'm fine with it. Like, if they're going to play with Hartstein, Hartstein needs to take more shots. And he needs to take more shots outside of the painted area. And I know he can do it. So it's just a matter of, like, they need to adjust that a little bit and they need to supplement it with more shooting. But otherwise, it's fine. Because, like, Hartenstein and Sims can both switch. Hartenstein can 
be the offensive hub for that unit and essentially just do a bunch of stuff on the top of the key, have dudes cutting and running around. And if it's only for, like, a month, then, like, they're fine. It doesn't matter of, like, can't, like, if the defense, I think the defense will hold up. It's a matter of, like, can the offense generate good enough looks for the lineup to be tenable for, like, let's say, 10 minutes a game. Which I think that lineup's probably going to run 10 minutes a game at most. So, I don't think it can. Like, the offense could be good enough for it to run 10 minutes a game. All right. We'll see how that goes. I mean. Or they should, what they should realistically do is just put in fucking speed. Svee, wow. Mm. Yeah, just play Svee. Like, literally, the whole thing, like, if you need shooting, he's 6'8 and shoots. Just do that. Just, just play Svee. That's be, like, the first call I've have to I've heard for his name this year. Like, this is literally, like, this is me, Ariel, and Moe's, like, take. It's just faith. If you're going to do that lineup, you need to play, like, what your better shooters. And if you won't play 48, you play Svee. Svee is like 70% of 48. If he gets rotation minutes. That's like that's gotta be like the first time I ever heard a request for his minutes. Like it's if he's situation. I know Raptors people they hated him last year. So it's like the Raptors people hate everybody. No, they actually love everybody on their team. If, okay, they like everybody on their team, but everybody else would be like, oh he mid, he mid, and then they'd be capping for OG and then they'll be defensive player of the year. Get the dick out your mouth. OG ended up being the best defensive player on his team. It's Scotty Barnes against himself. That brother is lost. Jesus Christ. That fraudulent last rookie of the year, man. Yeah, that's that's looking rough. Um They they crucify him, dude. Yeah. I mean that's Raptors fans though. Um but yeah. Frost Walker gave him the Business tonight too. Oh, yeah. What was it? Thirty-two points. Thirty-four oh. points. Wetted him up, man. God. But um, yeah. I mean, like we were saying, um, back to Jail's comment. I mean, every game is a toss-up in this league now, so it's like can't even definitively say this game is a game that we can. Win. I mean, Celtics just be beating the shit out of everybody, so that game might get nasty. Like, did anyone see what they did to Phoenix the other day? Like, my God, that shouldn't have been on TV. That was absolutely filthy. But, yeah, I mean, that's that's a team. I mean, the Celtics and the Nets games, I think those are losses off rip late in January. Um, But, yeah, I mean, every other game on that schedule can be a toss-up. But here I am saying that now, and then we can end up going on, like, a 10-game losing streak during that time. And it's like, oh. Who could have saw yeah. this coming? You never know in this league. You never know, honestly. Had to get a little bit of hate out. Had, had a slightly bit of hope and had to kill it off just to make sure he was staying. I I get it. I get it. I'm just saying, man. I, I get it. I'm just saying. But um, next game for the Knicks is on. Wow, they always do this to me. It's always a weekend game. Every weekend, there is a game. Why? Next game is on Sunday at 6 at the Garden versus the Kings. Um, If De'Aaron Fox doesn't play, this makes this game a lot more, you know, 
I think it makes it a lot easier for the Knicks to win, but I, do, I also don't want to say that because then we can go in and these guys shit themselves. So there's always that possibility. I mean, this is a game time decision for that. So cool. we'll we'll see. De'Aaron Fox, this is a game oh. time decision. Oh. Yeah. So it's, it's New York, so expect him to play. He 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 will lace him up. He will be healthy. He will get a little extra, you know. Cortisone shot, whatever you he means. And then Deuce McBride will put him in the torture rack, and we will be eyed. So I'm not worried about it. Yeah, I mean, throw Deuce on him, throw Grimes on him. I think just throw guys at him to bother him, and you know, that's all you can hope for at the best. You just hope you know guys like RJ and um, Julius take care of their matchups in that game. Um, you know, hope Mitch can take care of the paint. Um, there's not, there's no one really that I'm really like worried about in the paint on the King side. I mean, looking at it's, their it's Sabonis, bro. Sabonis is playing the five. Oh, Sabonis plays the five. Oh, okay, yeah, because they have Chris Murray, not Chris Keegan Murray. Keegan, Keegan Chris Murray. Chris. Yeah. Um, playing they, the four. They acting like Sabonis is all defense now, like. Let these boys up, please, man. Like, come on. Like, we need to be reminded that Demontis Sabonis is a turnstile. I'm sorry, bro. Mike Brown ain't doing that to him. I'm sorry. It's time to remind him who he is. Yep. Well, I mean, that should be – I mean – I would say this game could be a shootout, but the Knicks have not been allowing for shootouts lately, thankfully. Um, looks like they heard my my complaints about that during that stretch where, like, legit every game was, like, 110-plus points by each side. Um, this game was surprising. I mean, not that surprising um, due to recent, you know, events, but held an opponent to just 102 points while scoring 121. So, you know, that's been a steady improvement of the team. I mean, last game we allowed, like, what was it? Uh, 97? 89. 89 to the Hawks. And then before that, it was 81 to... uh, It was 81 to the um, Cavs. So, you know, defense has been steadily improving. Um, So that's something that, you know, we can look forward to to that hopefully continuing again on Sunday. Kings have been one of the better teams in the league. Um at 14 and 10. So you know one of the early surprises this year. Shout out to Mike Brown, you know, doing his thing. Love to see a black man succeed. Hopefully he doesn't succeed against us though. Um but yeah we will be back on Sunday night. Hopefully I am not washed that night. And we can start post game on time. No, I'll, I'll get my rest. I'm about to like pop like three melatonins and like sleep for like the next 24 hours straight. Hopefully, um, wait, 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 right before the game, be like, "What time is it, dude?" <laughs> I'll be in hell. But yeah, um, we will be back. If you are on YouTube, check out everything Strickland in the description. If you're watching on Twitter, Strickland, everything is everything Strickland is right at your disposal, right there. So, you know, just check the bio for all that good stuff. Um, this will be up the day after. So you're listening then. Then you already know the deal. 
We'll be back on Sunday. Everyone have a great weekend. Peace out.